Jade Fish is a San Francisco-based designer and illustrator. Her drawings were recently featured on the clothing for Gucci's 2017 runway show. Alessandra Michelle discovered her work on Instagram. Jade kills it. I'm stoked to have you here in the studio, and I'd love my first question to be how you got into illustrating. Um, thank you for having me. Pleasure. So how I first got into illustrating. Um, well, my parents put me in an extracurricular art class growing up called Aldridge School of Art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in Stockton, California, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And my teacher was just awesome, Joy Aldrich. You know, I'm still looking for her. <laughs> I what, can't find her missing? on Facebook. Uh-huh. Joy yeah, no, I've, I've just wanted to get back in touch with her because she was su- such an influential person in my life. But she was my first art teacher ever. Cool. And, and what grade is that? This or? probably started in like third grade, maybe. Cool. Yeah, up through. Um, I kind of fell off of art a little bit in high school. I think uh-huh. just because it's a hard time, you know, you're still kind of figuring out who you are. And mm-hmm. um, I actually focused on dance for a little while and minored in art, and then quickly realized that wasn't really what I wanted to be doing professionally. So um, I came to San Francisco to go to the Academy of Art. Cool. And I thought I read somewhere also that you studied biology. Is that true yeah, too? Yeah, right. And does that give any influence to some of the illustration work you're doing? Uh, definitely. I love scientific illustration. Um, that's fascinating to me. I love to collect you know, books of it. Um, I thought about going into it as well. Um, but yeah, when I, so I went to Hawaii uh, Pacific University for on the dance scholarship and studied mm-hmm. biology mostly because I wanted to take some really cool marine bio classes that allowed you to go out to a different diving location every week and study the fish population and new species. And I mean, they're not new, but new to me. Right. Right. So, yeah, yeah. um, for sure. Well, you got me hooked it. there and that's not like a fishing uh, kind of <laughs> reference, but that sounds like a great idea to get yeah. a new, new location every week. Yes. Uh, in Hawaii. Yes, right? No brainer. It's such a cool class. <laughs> That's cool. And I'm glad I did it. Yeah, and then so when did uh, the illustration kind of kick off then after that you went to Academy of Art here? Right. So I, I was taking, you know, sketching courses and stuff still in mm-hmm. Hawaii, but mm-hmm. uh, I called the Academy of Art and said, you know, I want to be an artist or I enjoy painting and drawing, but... I want to make money. Like I want to be able to have my own business and support myself. I didn't want to be the starving artist. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, that sounds like graphic design. And I I said, okay, let's do it. (laughs) And it worked out, you know, because I got all of these tools now in my toolbox so I can kind of switch it up and not get bored. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe this is a great spot to uh, talk about your work being on the runway with Gucci. And what was that like? Yeah, crazy, I mean, that's right? That's kind of fast forward to... <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I'd love to maybe back up later, but now I'm just interested in that. What was it like to see uh, you know, your designs? 
here? Um, no. Unreal. Yeah. Like even talking about it now, I'm not quite sure it happened. <laughs> but it's funny because about, I don't know, handful of years ago, five or six years ago, I, I got really into going to the Hermes store. So let me back up a little bit. I had a teacher in college, graphic design teacher. She was teaching color theory of all things, mm-hmm. but she told us to go and walk around Saks for inspiration. Like never design or use a color palette that you wouldn't wear on your body. And that seems so obvious, but I had never thought of it in that way. Um, you know, print and fashion, for me, hadn't connected at the time. So I started to do that. I started to go to Saks and Bloomingdale's and make friends, you know, with people uh, who worked at the stores. And um, eventually, Hermes became one of my favorites just because the scarf illustrators um you know they have kind of a different running group of illustrators who do things and some of these designs are really quite old and they bring them back in a new colorway and it has this cult following people collect these things and search out these things on ebay or at auctions or whatever um i don't know it's just this cool heirloom piece mm-hmm. and i thought how do how do you become an artist who does that right um and so I did take some textile classes in college, but anyway, it, it was just sort of all of these things culminating into one. Like I didn't really know what I was preparing myself for, but now I'm starting to think that this was where it was all leading to. It's quite a niche. It looks. It sounds like. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't think I could have planned for it. You right. know, <laughs> right? It had to happen organically. So. Um, yeah, I fell in love with, with Gucci when Alessandro took the reins. And I couldn't really afford much of it. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll just use parts of it in my work and um, call out to him, you know, uh, hashtag his name. And he saw hashtag it. Hashtag super clever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And I wasn't going crazy with the hashtags or anything. You know, it was just like a couple of them, but it works. That's awesome. Color theory, you know, like color combinations. Uh, which ones uh, do you feel like you're still evolving with at all? Or is it there's only you know, a finite amount of combinations? Oh, that's a good question. No, I'm definitely still evolving with color. Some go-to palettes, I think. For different scenarios mm-hmm. um, and a lot of that is is you know trends yeah um, but I personally am still kind of defining I think my own you know if we're talking about aesthetics like my own style and my home and um, even my work I feel like I'm still kind of defining myself. I definitely feel like I've found, I've figured something out, but I, I don't know, I mostly work in black and white today mm. at this right. at this point. I, I, and I did that because I wanted to focus on content and narrative and composition. Mm-hmm. And I felt like giving myself those boundaries of just using black and white would force me to do that. Mm-hmm. 
but I do want to get more into color and back into that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed, I wondered, so is this the kind of work they're applying? Uh, is this right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is like an image I pulled up. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're applying color to your... To them, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. And, and for you, it's a lot about the content and the, the, uh, the combinations of all those shapes and what it's saying. And... Yeah, so a lot of them, they just kind of did a, a wash you know, a blue wash over mm -hmm. the black and white illustration or pink. Mm -hmm. I believe that uh, scarf is also in a, a light pink color. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I mean, it was kind of the collaborative part, right? The That they're almost like coloring them in, like it's a coloring book or something. Yeah. So... So then what, like maybe set the scene, like what does it look like uh, for a show? You know, um, oh, okay. do you arrive, do you arrive late and take the last seat? <laughs> you know, do you... Um, <laughs> so my experience was a little bit different than normal because I was um, backstage the whole time, or not the whole time, All but, right. uh, you know, the hours leading up to the show, I was doing a... Um, Instagram takeover mm -hmm. the day of the show. So I was kind of working. Um, so no, I, I, I think I might have been there even before the models. Mm -hmm. It was pretty early. Yeah. Um, but I got to see a lot of that backstage stuff, which was cool. But the whole um, room was filled with this like fuchsia color. You know, there was bright pink carpets and bright pink velvet couches and all of these mirrors that hung and pink lighting lots of smoke even backstage there was this um, smoke machine fog um, and then models everywhere you know in their robes getting ready getting their hair done getting their makeup done um, it's pretty it's pretty it's going off backstage <laughs> There was a big room, you know, full of all the clothes. <laughs> and um, I remember there being this wall of appliques, mm -hmm. just like gorgeous beaded animals and embroidered patches. And as if, you know, you or I were just to walk in there and then a team of people just you know, stuck patches all over you, like mm -hmm. trying to figure out where they work best. Mm -hmm. um, so that was very cool. Yeah, well, I love your work, and Thank you're being you. you're being uh, rewarded for that work. It's so cool. Um, Thank you. You know, <laughs> congratulations, and may you continue to go from strength to strength. Um, <laughs> I, I really mean that. It's really cool. Uh, so I wonder, what kind of who who are your peers, or who do you kind of learn from? Have you developed any of those kind of mentors or anything like that? Um. Well, I mean, my husband has definitely been a mentor. He's an artist as well, Jeremy mm -hmm. Fish. Um, longer than me. He's 10 years my senior. So he's been... So mm -hmm. I can talk to him about mm -hmm. a lot of things. And, you know, also uh, just technique or tools. You right. know, whatever we have in the house has kind of become... Communal? Yeah. Well, yeah, we just both use it. He's a commercial illustrator also. Uh, he does 
He does both. He uh, he does art shows uh, and okay. commercial work too. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, but, it's, so it's like, honey, where did you leave the? Yeah. <laughs> oh right, the measuring tape. We're always yeah. looking for the measuring tape. Yeah. Or the circles, you know, to draw your circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you mentioned you were from Stockton. Yeah. Um, I'm from a little town outside of Kansas City, Missouri, like a tiny town. And I have, you know, no like affection to go back there, but I pull some things from it that I love about myself. Is there anything from Stockton that you feel like influenced you or that you love that you maybe use even today? Hmm. Um, well, my grandmother was from Stockton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, she liked to draw. Um, she she didn't do it for a living or anything, but um, she certainly taught me a lot. We read a lot of children's books, um, told a lot of stories. She sang. Um, she sewed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, quilts. She has these amazing like birds of the world quilts and things that I've inherited from her. Um, but she was always, she always had a very creative way of doing everything, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing was just out of the box. Mm Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 what I guess inspires me sometimes was just the landscape. Mm. Um, you know, to me growing up, I guess it was, it was hilly. It was rolling hills and, I, you know, still go back there with this warm smile when I see the fall or the winter when there's no leaves. And uh, I think it's just grounding to have a place that seems like home in a physical form, just even the landscape. I just share that with you so you don't think that I'm uh, crazy asking that question. <laughs> no, I mean, but, but, you know, you, not at all, not at all. Something. But I guess Stockton just doesn't really feel like my home. Mm-hmm. Anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. Um, so when you're working on your illustrations, I mean, I can kind of imagine, but I bet our listeners maybe can't. I mean, how big are the pieces that you're working on at a time? And physically, you know, they're... Uh, so, well, it ranges. Um, the pieces I did for Gucci were about um, 9 by 12 inches. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've done some larger ones too. I've, I often do 15 by 20, mm-hmm. um, inches and then I've gone as big as 40 by 60. I did a couple of those for my last art show. Mm-hmm. Um, those are fun. I like doing the real, the big, the big stuff and then murals, which is a whole nother, uh, giant, but oh, cool. I love doing those as well. Yeah. Where do you have some around San Francisco? Well, I did one for I did one in the interior space of my art show that kind of had a wallpaper effect, mm. um, and that's kind of what I'm interested in. You know, even more than street art mm-hmm. is these like interior spaces. You know, this kind of like old um, art of painting on the walls mm-hmm. of people's homes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so what gallery do you have these? Is, is, must be this, here locally. This was at uh, 5024 SF. 
okay. gallery. It's it's uh, Upper Playgrounds Gallery mm-hmm. in the Fillmore. That kind of makes me think of uh, one of my questions I've written down is there's crossover with design, right? You just talked about it being, I guess, a you say a wallpaper or, mm-hmm. or you know it's a mural in in the space. Um, how do you translate that sometimes into your own your own home? Like what? Uh, that's my world into mm-hmm. design. So, like, what's your home look like? What what kind of is it? <laughs> is it super pared down and, and white on white, or is it Kreiselberg? No, mm. it's it's colorful. Um, mm. It's an alternative space. First of all, a lot of people say it when they walk in. It's like going onto a boat. Uh-huh. There's a lot of wooden beams and really high ceilings. Um, it's a garden apartment. Uh-huh. So uh, we kind of have a little outdoor area. And I have a... In my studio, I have a nice skylight. So I have lots of hanging plants. Um, my new thing is to find plants with a little bit of pink in them. Um, that's what I like to, to paint and draw. So. <laughs> Pink. I use them. Well, green the leaves plant. that turn into pink. It's uh-huh. quite a hard thing to find. But anyway, they exist. And um, lots of wallpaper. I have some uh, 70s old stock, uh, well, I guess old new stock, um, wallpaper in my mm. kitchen. Kind of a geometric orange and yellows and browns. And then mm. uh, in the bathroom, I've got some Fornicetti wallpaper. I'm obsessed with Fornicetti. Um, and lots of bookshelves. Um, we have a outdoor woods mural that was actually there in our apartment before we moved in. Uh-huh. Um, Oh, and then when I first moved in, my husband painted our bedroom to look like a log cabin. So there's all of these wooden beams. Yeah. Kind of a style everywhere. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Like a little house on the prairie. You're going to go. <laughs> yes. Like, Laura, <laughs> come girl. I don't know. I've been reading that to my daughter. No reference there? No? Anyone? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what kind of pattern on the wallpaper you said? You have lots of wallpaper besides the Fornicetti. Are there other uh, there's like, shapes? And... Yeah, well, there's the graphic um, uh, geometric one in the in the kitchen, which is like the oranges and browns and yellows. It's from the 70s. And then the Fornicetti one, which is kind of a leafy green print. And then the the big mural with the, the fall trees. Mm-hmm. That looks like you're outside when you stand in front of it. It's pretty rad. <laughs> it does sound cool. So one thing I've kind of questioned other interior designers on, I, there was a panel I attended, and there's like three really fantastic designers, and they took audience questions. And I didn't get quite the answer I was looking for. But the question was, you know, what do you use to evaluate what shapes and content goes well together? Because yeah, we all have that, our own assessment. Mm-hmm. So when you're, you know, maybe taking it out of, we can extrapolate to the, the, the tree with the leaves and then, you know, next to a geometric pattern, you know, I would say those go really well together because they, they really, really pop off one another. Right. But like what kind of decision making do you do and evaluate when doing your 
your pieces? Um, <clears throat> well, finding a balance between geometric pattern and organic is definitely a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, but also, as I was mentioning before, working with black and white is helpful in this instance because um, it forces you to think about negative and positive space. So, you know, how much, if I'm, if I'm squinting at a drawing, how much gray do I see? How much black do I see? Mm -hmm. How much white do I see? And I typically want those to feel evenly dispersed throughout the page. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's black up at the top, there needs to be something that kind of pulls it back at the bottom. Frames it at the bottom. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um... I think, uh, anyway, that's how black and white, you know, working in black and white has been helpful for me. But um, as far as shape goes, I've always been a very, um, I like to draw kind of with a geometric style, you, mm. you know, because I did a lot of graphic work, or I'm sorry, digital work right after college, mm. because I had just learned, you know, the Adobe Suite, mm. um, Illustrator, and Photoshop. So um drawing with shapes kind of became a thing i also love that you know it was big in the 60s right and 50s and 60s to kind of draw mm -hmm. with that style yeah um and that's always one i've loved so i guess if we're th talking about shape i'm i'm very into symmetry and mm -hmm. geometry things like that mm -hmm. i remember my first art class that i remember was mrs eckert at R6, and she... Do you know where she is? Oh, I do. <laughs> I haven't seen her in like seven years. Oh. But, um, you know, she's, she's around. Uh, um, so but she had a Van Gogh painting. Uh, must be, not Starry Night, uh, Field of Cypress. Okay. If you, I mean, it's just like, the, I know a l very little about historic artworks. I don't try to pretend to know that but above the chalkboard in the art room was that and it was it's, it's the balance and asymmetry that's what she showed us as an example so like you got a tall tree on you know the the sort of the painting was broken up into the two-thirds right you know, one big uh, on the left section it was a big tall tree and then the rest of it's weighted but in a different massing you know yeah, what I mean so right. but it, overall it was balanced probably a sun mixed in there too uh, and that's an interesting way to think about balance too I, I understand what you mean everything evenly distributed if you squinted mm -hmm. and had those black and white you know evenly distributed um yeah, have you ever seen a painting or uh, sorry a work of yours end up with that kind of approach if i articulated it correctly that it's somewhat asymmetric but st yet still balanced oh absolutely mm -hmm. yeah um I'd say, you know, the sketch phase of my work, it takes the most thought and effort and time mm -hmm. um, because of that. Just mm -hmm. trying to get everything to feel balanced um, and look as, you know, look effortless. Mm -hmm. It's a hard thing to make something seem effortless. But um, uh, let's see, what was I going to say? We were talking the balance about... And in the asymmetry and then yeah. effortless and you rule. And like that, <laughs> so you're going with that. And I rule. 
Jeez, hey, Jake. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention <laughs> was uh, I use my phone now to see if things are balanced. How so? I take a picture of, it's almost like stepping back. You know, you've heard of this technique, right? Like when you're working on oh, yeah. even a, you know, interior design, yeah. I imagine you, you need to step out of the room and view it from a distance and kind of get a new perspective. Yeah. So I take a shot with my phone, my camera phone, and look at it visually that way. Like how does it still come across if it's two inches? Yeah. Mm. Or a square, right? Just a few inches or, tall. Yeah. But a, a, not with a table around it. Yes, like exactly. Not, like, filtered there, you kind of contain it. Exactly. That's cool. Um, and then what do you think that you'd said, um, you called up the teacher, uh, the professor, and you said, um, you know, but I, I'm not going to be a starving artist. I'm going to make a life of this. Where does that drive come from? What, what do you think, um, you know, anyone who's having success like you are they have they're they've got a burning fire somewhere you know where do you think that's where do you think that's coming from uh that is a really good question i wish i knew um i've as far as i know i've always been that way you know i never wanted anybody to do anything for me i always I've always kind of been bought about the boss <laughs> bossy okay i'll admit it um yeah, just, uh, I'm not sure. It's just in my blood, I guess. But I definitely feel the fire, you know, like I don't want, I want to challenge myself. I want to keep accomplishing, um, try new things. What do you think is next? Um, man. You know, it's it's funny because I don't think I would have told you about, you know, I wouldn't have guessed about the Gucci stuff. So hopefully something interesting is hiding in the future. But um, I'm really enjoying working on, um, as I mentioned, the, the murals and art installations, bigger scale um, projects. Uh, I would like to get involved in interior decoration a little bit, maybe work on some wallpapers or fabrics, um, textiles. So I have some art shows lined up this year, uh, as well as some other mural opportunities. So I'm just going to kind of see what happens. Yeah. That sounds cool. It seems <laughs> applicable, right? Wallpaper, fabric... Yeah. All that. If I can be any help, I don't know that I'm a, a super influencer, but I would know who to tell you to talk to to meet people. <laughs> Write a nice email. You know. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll do that for you. No problem. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, did I ask you about who inspires you? We talk, kind of talk about mentors and peers, right. but is there kind of an outside influence or people that inspire you? Robbie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he, he writes a good email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I love Edward Gorey. Mm. He's a big influence. Um, I, I love how his stories have this sort of haunting, creepy, dark, 
But then at the same time, his characters are dressed in fur coats and they're glamorous and you know, you can tell they're party people with money. Like it's just got this really interesting simplicity to it, but it's sultry maybe. Yeah. It's, it's uh, just this really cool juxtaposition of, of worlds. And, you know, well, obviously, I, I didn't know him personally, but he just seemed like a cool dude. You know, he always had all these cats around him. And like, yeah, he's always lounging <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> yeah. Lounging like a cat. Yes, exactly. Um, he just seemed to have it figured out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you weren't doing this sort of craft, who have I asked that before? Well, I don't have to qualify it. If you weren't doing this craft illustration, what do you think you would like? What would be your thing? Um, well, I guess if I was to switch it up entirely, I, I probably would have gone through with the biology degree and gone into marine bio or you know vet, veterinarian school, something like that. I love animals. Um, mm. I've always been curious about, you know, um, the body and science and studying um, microorganisms and things like that. I just think that kind of thing is fascinating. Microorganisms. <laughs> that is in there. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay. So what, let's let's dive into that a little bit. This this uh, <laughs> seafaring venture of you know doing scuba, I guess it was, but every, every other week you're at a new location. Yeah. But what kind of creatures are you seeing that were all new to you? Um. So my favorite creature is the uh, I believe it's called a Spanish dancer, and that's the. You know, that's not its real name, but it's, right. it's kind of... Right. It's not its biological name, it's, or scientific name. It's, Correct, right. It's a... Uh, it's a street name. The captain, <laughs> the captain of the boat. It's a street name, right? <laughs> it's a pseudonym, or... Yeah, right. They call it that, though, because it... Name. it <laughs> It has this kind of red Spanish skirt. Mm-hmm. You know, when it swims, it, it kind of flutters... Uh, that is around. wild. Is it jellyfish-ish? It's a, I believe it's a type of a sea slug, mm-hmm. but the, it's gorgeous. Don't mm-hmm. let the name slug uh, right. confuse you. Mm-hmm. It's this beautiful kind of reddish-orange color with it's maybe white or yellow underneath. I can't recall, but um, it it literally dances around and they're friendly. You can kind of put your hand in the water and the thing will sort of spin around your fingers dance around it, flutter around it, and it's really soft. Cute. Yeah. Is it like seven inches tall, five inches wide kind of thing? I'd say uh, it's probably, you know, like a really large deli pickle. (laughs) 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 One of those giant deli pickles where you're like, who would ever eat that? With a skirt on. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And in the ocean. And it was such a sweet little critter i couldn't did, believe it do you ever go back to the same place and see the same uh, spanish dancer and then begin naming them <laughs> i think my friends <laughs> yeah that's that's um i don't know uh alessandra or you know let's give them spanish names what's that <laughs> deborah yeah 
Deborah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know what? I haven't been back to uh, Oahu since then. Really? Was, yeah. Been so to they, the Big Island. Um, they're probably not there anymore. The friends, the... Uh, oh, the I sp- hope they're still there. Oh, the, the, the Spanish dancers? Well, I mean, they're probably new ones They're like, now. Uh, you know, the grandparents, the grandchildren. <laughs> Um, any any other species you really love down oh, okay. under the volta? I think. Well, sharks are very cool, but you know I prefer to look at them from outside of the water. Being inside the water with sharks is uh, pretty pretty challenging. But there's a very cool um, outdoor uh, lab. Um, where you can go and see all these sort of shallow pools with baby versions of, you know, super scary sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it, like a jaguar shark or something was one of the most aggressive. I, I could be totally wrong about that, but it's one you don't want to get in the water with. Let's mm-hmm. just say it that way. And then, you know, hammerhead. But they're all baby versions. They're all these little tiny ones. They've got like a one-month lifespan in there before they move them on. I don't... Like, I mean, how... You, well, what they were oh, yeah, they, studying was some sort of a, a, a buzzing sound that would c- cause the sharks to go different directions. Uh-huh. So they were kind of um, controlling them in a way. Like an army of sharks. Like an army of, yeah, sharks that respond to It's a military program instead of like U-boats. <laughs> They're setting them up to yeah. be really under the radar. Right. Any of those kind of uh, creatures come out in your drawings? I mean, not those specific ones, but... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Well, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's been any exact replicas. Probably just, you know, um, starfish, crabs, kind of the regular run-of-the-mill. Although I probably should go back and draw... A Spanish dancer you know they do just kind of look like a slug though unless they're in motion um, you gotta put the skirt on the pickle you know <laughs> yes. it's got to be done <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny one I like that uh, so last question then is uh, we'll tie it back to you uh, in your home what's your favorite space in your home and why um, my studio. And, um, it's probably my favorite space because of how far it had to come. It, when I first moved in there, it was kind of the darkest room in the house. It was, it was more of a hallway, really. You, you know, nobody really uh-huh. stopped. Just stuff was stored in there. There wasn't a lot of lighting. Um, but I just wanted it to feel like mine obviously so fresh paint job bunch of plants beautiful uh uh new chandelier um custom desk it didn't take very much but it turned it around and then i have a great kind of wicker cat bed that my cat chills in while i work and it's serene you know Mm -hmm. it's nice a little co-chilling with the cat. Good vibes in there right now, yeah. <laughs> well, it's good, and it's nice to have a transformation. You know, I, I kind of like the beginning, the middle, and the end. 
you know, like how you changed all this. I, I like the whole process, but it sounds cool and more fulfilling maybe because it, you know what it used to look like and now it's even, you know, your space and really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, thank you so much for sitting down with us. I can thank tell, you. I, you know, through conversation and your voice and your passion, uh, how artistic you are. Mm-hmm.